Uh-oh. Someone just hit the fast return switch. Outside, the atoms are rushing towards each other, fusing, coagulating, until minute little collections of matter are created. What am I talking about? In this Doctor Who podcast, we'll engage in some retrospection. Some of our findings may prove controversial, but put away those scissors, Susan. We have a measure of time as long as it lasts. Let's not waste it. Last time, I talked about the physics of time travel and demonstrated, in case we didn't know this already, that in Doctor Who, it is possible to change the past. In fact, it's possible to change the future or the course of events in any part of the full history of the universe. There are exceptions, of course, which the Doctor has called fixed points, but generally speaking, interference is possible and it happens all of the time in the show. Doctor Who thus differs from those time travel stories in which the course of time is predetermined. In a universe where determinism rules, the time traveler is usually shown as helpless to change how events unfold. In other words, there is a self-consistency to the universe. The timeline is protected, and this ensures that no time paradox can be created. Often this is done in a way that depicts the time traveler as an actual participant in the unfolding of history. The traveler's actions having already been written into history before the traveler journeyed through time, perhaps even before the traveler was born. Whatever the case, a time traveler can only interact with the past so as to preserve the events that have already been established. In a predetermined universe, free will is thus an illusion. Everything that happens is fated to happen. This is not, however, the case in the Doctor Who universe. There, free will reigns, and free will is the ability to make choices that are not determined by prior causes. Unfortunately, in a realm where history can be changed, time travel paradoxes can occur. I want to talk about three kinds of paradoxes and how they are handled in Doctor Who. Surprisingly, even after 50-odd years, the show is rather consistent in how it presents them. In a free will universe, the time paradoxes encountered are what we call consistency paradoxes. Basically, a consistency paradox is when a time traveler enters the past and performs an action that would make it impossible for the traveler to have gone to the past in the first place. So, for example, we have the Hitler Paradox, in which a time traveler goes back in time to kill Hitler. But if Hitler is dead, then there would have been no reason for the traveler to go back in time to kill Hitler in the first place. Or the Polchinski Paradox, in which a billiard ball is shot through a wormhole back in time and hits itself in the past, which then prevents it from entering the wormhole in the first place. But the most well-known of all consistency paradoxes is the grandfather paradox. In this one, a time traveler goes back in time and kills his grandfather, which would then prevent the time traveler's own birth. Having never been born, the time traveler could not therefore go back in time to kill his grandfather. In a consistent universe, cause and effect need both to exist. But how can they in these situations? There's an interesting consistency paradox in the series 3 finale of Doctor Who, 
Last of the Time Lords and the Sound of Drums. The Toclophane, a future form of the human race, is taken back in time by the Master to exterminate the human race. If, of course, the human race is destroyed, they never could have evolved into the Toclophane and traveled back in time to destroy themselves. It's the ultimate grandfather paradox. In the story, the Master uses a paradox machine to hold the paradox in place. I would argue, however, that the paradox machine was not needed to allow the Toclophane to destroy their earlier selves. It likely served a different purpose. More on that later. Two common approaches to consistency paradoxes have been used in science fiction. One is the timeline protection scenario. You go back in time to kill your grandpa, but when you fire the gun, click, 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 it malfunctions. You pull out a knife, but then a policeman approaches and you have to run away. No matter what you try, it doesn't work. The idea here is that the timeline is trying to protect itself. How it does so is not usually explained. It's some mysterious force. But Doctor Who does not usually employ this scenario. The other one is the multiple universe scenario. You go back in time to kill Gramps. You succeed! But when you return to the present, you find that you no longer exist there. What happened? Why has your birth been erased, but yet you are still alive? Well, when you traveled back in time and altered history, you created a new timeline, a new universe. The old one that you came from still exists. That's the universe in which your grandfather lives out his life. That's the one in which you were born. But in this new one you created, you never were born. The concept of parallel universes preserves the law of causality by supposing that the universe the time traveler came from is different from the universe the traveler ended up in. You were born in one universe, and you killed Grandpapa in another one. Cause and effect are therefore preserved. Science suggests that parallel universes might indeed exist. A parallel universe, hypothetically speaking, is a self-contained reality coexisting with one's own reality. The theory of eternal inflation proposes that shortly after the Big Bang that formed our universe, space-time expanded at different rates in different places, giving rise to separate realities. Quantum mechanics has a similar notion, the many worlds interpretation, which holds that every time a quantum experiment is performed that could have several different outcomes, all the outcomes actually occur, just each one in a different world. A world is to be understood in the everyday sense, all macroscopic objects in a definite state. Doctor Who has embraced the concept of parallel universes, worlds, realities, whatever you wish to call them. As far back as the first Doctor adventure, The Space Museum, we see a hint of the idea. In episode one of that story, the TARDIS jumps a time track, and the travelers arrive on the planet Xeros, on which they discover a museum, and see themselves dead and on display. They have found themselves in a different reality than the one in which they are supposed to be. The doctor explains that they are in a separate time track. Vicky expounds, Time, like space, although a dimension in itself, also has dimensions of its own. 
what they are observing is an alternate future. What might be or could be the future, says the doctor. It is not hypothetical. They see it. This is the show's first foray into the concept of parallel universes, though the expression itself is not used at this point. It's not until season seven that we get our first explicit reference to parallel universes. In Inferno, the doctor travels sideways in time and finds himself in an alternate reality UK, which exists as a fascist republic. Several of his friends and acquaintances are there, but they are not exactly the same. It's a parallel universe. In Rise of the Cybermen from 2007, the Doctor, Rose, and Mickey arrive in a universe in which Rose's father is still alive. And instead of having a UK, we've got a People's Republic of Britain, led by a president. That same parallel universe is visited again in the episode Doomsday. The Doctor at that time explains, Every single decision we make creates a parallel existence. In other words, a world exists for every possible outcome of every decision. What this means is that when a person travels back in time, a new reality is created, one in which the time traveler participates in history. The old reality, the one in which the time traveler did not appear there, also exists. It is, in fact, the reality from which the traveler came. But the traveler, by entering the past, not only has created a parallel universe, but now is in such universe. Knowing this resolves all consistency paradoxes. In our previous example of the Taklafane, when the Master brought them back from the future, he would have created a new universe, one in which the Taklafane appeared in the 21st century, and the human race was destroyed. It would not therefore have been necessary for him to use a paradox machine to ensure that the action could have been done. We might posit that he used the machine for a different reason, because he wanted to create a causal loop in the same universe. For what reason? That I can't tell you. Speaking of causal loops, what about the mother of all paradoxes, the one we call the bootstrap paradox? This one is even more fascinating. Doctor Who has many of them, especially in the new series. And on the surface, we might be confused by them and assume that the Doctor lives in a deterministic universe. A bootstrap paradox is when, because of time travel, a person, an object, or a piece of information has no discernible origin. The Doctor himself explains a bootstrap paradox in the cold open to the episode Before the Flood. So there's this man, he has a time machine. Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. Another thing he has is a passion for the works of Ludwig van Beethoven. And one day he thinks, what's the point of having a time machine if you don't get to meet your heroes? So, off he goes to 18th century Germany. But he can't find Beethoven anywhere. No one's heard of him. Not even his family have any idea who the time traveler is talking about. Beethoven literally doesn't exist. This didn't happen, by the way. I've met Beethoven. Nice chap. Very intense. Loved an arm wrestle. No, this is called the bootstrap paradox. Google it. 
The time traveler panics. He can't bear the thought of a world without the music of Beethoven. Luckily, he brought all of his Beethoven sheet music for Ludwig to sign. So he copies out all the concertos and the symphonies, and he gets them published. He becomes Beethoven. And history continues with barely a feather ruffled. My question is this. Who put those notes and phrases together? Who really composed Beethoven's Fifth? In this example, there is no clear origin of Beethoven's music. It seems to exist without ever having been created. I should point out that the doctor is not saying that Beethoven's Fifth has no original composer. He's merely asking the question to get us to think. It's a puzzle. And he's encouraging us to solve it. It's what we call an ontological paradox or closed causal loop. Actually, even in a deterministic universe, it could be considered a paradox because, though it was all fated to happen, we still have music that appears to be uncaused or self-created. We get the expression bootstrap paradox from an old saying, pull yourself over a fence by your own bootstraps, a seemingly impossible task. Robert A. Heinlein used one of these paradoxes in his 1941 science fiction novel called By His Bootstraps. That's how it got into science fiction. The first example of a bootstrap paradox in Doctor Who occurs in the 1972 adventure Day of the Daleks. In the 22nd century, the Daleks rule Earth. A band of rebels travels back to the 20th century in order to assassinate an important political figure and change history so that the Daleks will never have been able to conquer the Earth. What they do not know is that the assassination is actually what enables the Daleks to take control. And so by their actions, they unwittingly have created the very world that they do not wish to be in. In the 1982 story, Earthshock, a spaceship from the 26th century, loaded with bombs, travels back in time and crashes into Earth, exterminating the dinosaurs, which allows humans to evolve on Earth. And these humans later then go on to build the very same spaceship. It would appear that humans created themselves. In the 2010 episode, The Big Bang, Rory releases the Doctor from the Pandorica with the sonic screwdriver and then hands it to the Doctor. The Doctor then is able to travel back in time to give Rory the sonic screwdriver so that Rory can free him from the Pandorica. What is the paradox in these cases? They seem to provide a consistent account of history after all, with no actual contradictions. The problem is that they appear to violate the law of causality. In these situations, it would seem that certain events came into being, not by means of an independent cause, as we might expect. Instead, we are led to believe that those events caused themselves. How can events cause themselves? It makes the mind real. Well, let's use the Beethoven example that the doctor gives in Before the Flood. He says that the time traveler had been traveling through time getting into scrapes. Zip, zip, zip. His interventions in history would have resulted in the creation of new timelines, new universes. 
in one of his adventures, he must have done something that prevented the birth of Beethoven. That is why he cannot find Beethoven when he goes to look for him. But he came from a universe in which Beethoven existed. So he writes out the symphonies and publishes them in Beethoven's name. Then in the future, he himself will be born, and he will come to love Beethoven, not knowing Beethoven in this universe is actually himself. When he goes back in time, not finding Beethoven, he creates the loop by publishing the symphonies in Beethoven's name again. How do we explain Day of the Daleks, knowing that parallel universes exist? In an original timeline, the Daleks were able to take control of Earth because of a chaotic political situation of which we have very little knowledge. Then the rebels travel back in time to prevent this from happening. The rebels seem to have had a limited understanding of the political milieu of the time, too. It may be that the Daleks deliberately fed them false information so that their interference would result in a future the Daleks preferred. Or it may be that they tried several times to affect the outcome. In so doing, each time they would have created a new universe in which events played out differently. In the one that the Doctor is in, they assassinated Sir Reginald Stiles, and this resulted in a new future, but one in which the Daleks still took over. It was thus possible for them to have created the universe they found themselves in, and they could keep going back and doing the same thing because they didn't know any better, hence the loop. That's the thing about a bootstrap paradox. The time traveler must repeat the same action in the newly created universe in order to create a causal loop. In some cases, they can repeat the action simply out of ignorance, like the Rebels and Day of the Daleks, or they could do it on purpose, as the Doctor has done on occasion. He knows he can perpetuate a loop, and deliberately does so. But the point is, they must do it of their own volition. Free will is never lost. So, for example, in the Big Bang, the Doctor originally must have escaped from the Pandorica in some way we never witnessed. Then, because he wanted to ensure his escape, in case he had to interfere further in the timeline and didn't want to mess things up, he went back in time to give his sonic screwdriver to Rory, creating a brand new timeline. In this new universe, Rory frees him from the Pandorica. But in order for the bootstrap paradox to be created, the doctor must then, of his own free will, go back and give the screwdriver to Rory again. Now we have the loop. All bootstrap paradoxes can be explained, must be explained in this fashion, if we're to hang on to the idea of a free will universe. It's actually quite remarkable that a TV program about time travel can be so consistent in its presentation of these timey-wimey elements. It may have been a lucky accident that the parallel universe idea was introduced, thus solving the paradox problem, but there it is, and the show benefits from its existence. I'm Dave Ringo. See you next time. Fast Return Switch is available on iTunes. Subscribe to get a new episode on your feed once a month. You can get more Doctor Who-related material, including a transcript of this podcast, on my website, DaveRingo.com. See you again next month.